Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Don't Get Connection, the podcast where David and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. This is episode number 53, and we're going to be discussing the Friday Night Smackdown episode from December the 4th. Yes. Yesterday's Smackdown was really good. It was. And, and you know what? Smackdown really hasn't missed too many beats as of late. It, it's really sucked that our recording schedule has always been messed up on Fridays because Smackdown has hit. Week after week after week the after week after only week. only thing that I'm not a big fan of right now is, and we'll get to it, is the um, the, the way they're trying to just turn Sasha heel. Like, make her heel again. I mean, Carmella's going to be a heel regardless, but it almost feels like it's yeah. a heel-heel dynamic. And they're, they're making so, her heel without so, anything ever happening. So I don't, I wouldn't call it a heel per se. I would call her the, she is the boss. She is that uppity like i'm all that i'm snoop dogg's cousin <laughs> exactly but she's still a face but she has that like bitch exactly <laughs> she has that bitchiness to her that makes her the boss okay that's okay. been her character okay it works better when she's a heel yeah because she can do that aggressive heel work but she still has that attitude as the face okay all right is what i've kind of read off of it but the show opens with Kayla Braxton. Well, it starts off with a Pat Patterson tribute. Tribute, which they did the uh, the the ten bell salute. Yep, um, which is good. They didn't do that on NXT, but they did that on SmackDown, which is it's more traditional to do it on a Raw or SmackDown mm-hmm. than on an NXT because NXT I've noticed has a very different atmosphere because Raw and SmackDown to me seem more like a a big show production. A production, exactly. And NXT is kind of this, you get this more rawness to it. And it's cagier, exactly. So this is more for the traditional 10-bell salute for Pat Patterson. Um, then it goes through goes through the intro, and then it hits to the ring. Caleb Braxton's, Braxton's there and is listing off uh, note after note after note of all of Roman Reigns' um, achievements. Yes. Oh, and, Tribal Chief, we... Pray and bow to basically, you. Basically, listing off former United States Intercontinental Tag Team, five-time heavyweight champion, blah, 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 the head of the table, the big dog, all this blah, blah, blah. And Roman comes out, no-sells it, yeah, and says, you introduced me wrong. Heyman can do it right. And Heyman goes, the reigning, defending, undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, the tribal chief, your tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Um, and then him and Jay kind of start cutting a promo. Um, and then Owens comes out and basically says, I want to fight you. I hate you. It's basically what he's saying. Yeah. Is, I don't respect you and I want to fight you. And Roman basically says um, that he is not going to fight you with a woman in the ring. Speaking, Kayla. Kayla's still in the ring. He's not going to cause an altercation with someone in the ring that could get hurt. Yep. So he starts leaving, and Kevin just continues berating him on the mic. This, any talking segment that includes Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens, will not miss. Oh, it won't. It won't. Kevin Owens. I, I was talking about this last night. First tangent of this episode. Ke- you know what Kevin Owens was doing last year at this time? I don't remember. He was the secret partner 
for Tommaso Ciampa's team in that's war right. games. That's right. He, he was. had the whole storyline about how he didn't belong on Raw and SmackDown, and Triple H tried to recruit him to NXT, and yes. Undisputed Era attacked him, and then Tommaso Ciampa's team needed a fourth member, and that's Kevin Owens right. gets the pop. Yeah, that's right. He was the That's what he, he was, was doing last year. It's amazing how like Kevin Owens, and this is nothing against Kevin Owens, and obviously the global pandemic really threw a wrench in because obviously he went back to Canada and stuff like that with his family, and that's a respectful thing to do. A lot of wrestlers did that. You know, Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, a lot of people did that. But it always seems like Kevin Owens catches fire at the end of every year. And then they drop the ball with them for the first quarter of the following year. Then he starts getting steam in the middle of the year. One of the biggest feuds of, I believe it was Hell in a Cell 2018, was him versus Shane. Yeah. When Sami Zayn returned. Yeah. And then they continue to go and go. And once you pretty much hit the rumble, it's just... Yeah, I don't don't know. I don't remember a big program for Kevin Owens going into WrestleMania. Like a um, high-caliber program. Jericho, wasn't it? Wasn't, I, the, wasn't the Jericho friends? was when him and Jericho that faced off for the IC title. That was the last big one for him. Yeah, and then the one this year was him and Seth. Actually, that was a pretty good one too. You're yeah. right. That was a pretty good one because he took but, the he took the huge dive off of mm-hmm. the sign and stuff. Yeah, off of the big flag. That's but right. He has not been aside from those been in like a marquee fuel yeah. feud around WrestleMania time. Yeah. Well, he's not going to be in one this time. I don't think no. this is going to drag out that long. But I'll tell you something right now. Like you said, getting these two head-to-head on the mic, especially when you have someone like Kevin Owens who always seems to toe the line of being that face-heel dynamic that he does so well. Like, even Otis talks about it later on when they do a backstage promo with Owens, and Otis walks up. He goes, listen, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I should trust you, but I I need my revenge on on those two for what they did to me. So, you know, we're going to work together tonight, right? Yeah. He gives him the fist. So So what... We're going to get another 10. Keep going on tangents. This is what we do. Booking to the Royal Rumble. TLC is not going to be the only match they have. They're going to have a match at Rumble. The winner of the Royal Rumble will go after Drew McIntyre's title. It is not going to be... I think we've been saying that the whole time, though. Yeah. Because this mat, this feud is going to go three matches. Three pay-per-view matches. Okay. That final pay-per-view match, Roman is going to do something that is going to call The Rock out. That is going to build for the Rock program so at Mania. So here's, pro- here's my thing right now, and I've been sitting on this Rock thing for a long time, and I really, really, really want to see it because I think it's going to work perfectly. But with everything happening with this global bastard, like, do you, do we realistically see the Rock making an appearance to the Performance Center? It's tough. So this is kind of what we're saying. We are getting, I guarantee, with this Tribal Chief character, we are getting a Roman Reigns... The Rock match, without a doubt. Okay. But it will be in front of fans. So if it happens at Mania... Or SummerSlam. SummerSlam, hell, even Survivor Series. Okay. But that would be a blood feud match at Survivor Series. Because it is not happening at anything other than a top four. Okay. All right. No, I, and and I, it will happen in front of fans. Yeah, it has happened in front of fans because so, it's a huge selling with point. with how the world is kind of working right now, we're not going to get into much political discussion, but with a possible vaccine on the horizon... It's looking like Mania is going to barely be able to happen with fans because it's going to be right on the cusp. So they're not going to be able to sell. Well, let's rephrase that. They they could sell uh, 60,000 tickets to a with WrestleMania. Limited, yeah, with limited capacity and open um, air arenas and stuff like that. By April. It's looking like a SummerSlam main event is more likely between The Rock and Roman Reigns. Well, 
again, Mania's going Hollywood this year. That's that, the big that's thing. That's the big key. So is because there's been talk that Vincent Kennedy McMahon said there will be fans at attendance at WrestleMania, no matter what. Whether or not they find themselves somewhere, if they move it from Hollywood to somewhere in Florida, where they have been allowing fans, like Dally's Place, mm-hmm. but not at Dally's Place, obviously, because that's signed with AEW, but somewhere in Florida where they can have fans, he will do it. Mm-hmm. I'm out of breath. <laughs> Going on that yeah. long. Yeah. Um, this will be a two, a minimum two to three match feud. Okay. Well, Kevin Owens will not come out on top. I all. like how in this promo that happened that we've kind of tangent away from, Jay is the one who opened his mouth and said, mm-hmm. "You know what, Kevin? You want to take on Roman Reigns? You want you want to take on the the tribal chief? You, yeah, you got it." It's like, wait, Jay's calling the shots now. What the hell's going on there? Yeah, we'll get to that later with what happened from that. Yes. The next segment was a Bailey match. Bailey versus Natalia. They're booking this almost like we were talking about. I swear to God, we have somebody at WWE <laughs> listening to us, dude. Bailey has to keep losing clean. She yeah. has to. She has to. The, her Bianca Belair feud, Bianca's going to go over. Yeah, has she's going to go get over. Into it. She's going to get into it. And you know what my, my favorite thing about this whole thing is right here? Is Natalia's kind of playing like that weird third wheel right now. So, again, we didn't meet for last week's SmackDown. But Bailey was on commentary during mm-hmm. Bianca versus Natalia, mm-hmm. and Bianca took care of business. This week, Bianca's on commentary, commentary and Natalia takes it gets the win. Over Bailey because Bailey keeps getting distracted by the fact that her opponent is sitting outside the ring. I love this dynamic. I really do. Again, Survivor Series, they genuinely missed the boat. Nothing mm-hmm. against, you know, what they've done with Lana. Whatever. That's what they want to do with Lana. That's gonna do it. That's what they're gonna do with Lana. But the fact that you had you had the person yeah. to, to really blow up yeah. with. Because don't forget, who was the first person eliminated from this match? Uh, Bailey. The team captain. Mm-hmm. Okay. You had the chance to make this and woman made, right here. And you made a star out of Bianca Belair at last year's with Team NXT. Yeah, you did. And in the Rumble. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And You've made a star out of Bianca and Belair numerous you, times. No. But they have fumbled. Again, and again. the global bastard. Yes. It's 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 caused a lot of storylines to go in different ways. Yes. Yeah. Would Sami Zayn still be Intercontinental Champion? I don't I guess know. The, I, I the, love it. I love it though. Let him be the Intercontinental Champion. Let him. Let him. Let him carry on the legacy of Pat Patterson. And would Otis have ever won the Money in the Bank? We don't know. Yeah. There's I, a bunch of storylines that happened because they are better without fans, in my opinion. Because yes, there would have been a pop for when Otis won the Money in the Bank, but it wasn't. It's not. It wouldn't be as big of a pop if AJ won it, or Aleister Black won it, or even Rey Mysterio won it. Yeah. The other guys in the match. Yeah. You give it to Otis because you get that moment. doesn't need to be in front of fans. Um, You get this corporate ladder match. That would never have happened without the pandemic because they're not going to put a Money in the Bank match not in front of fans if fans are available. Yeah, yeah. You'll you'll do cinematic matches, but not something like that. Mm-hmm. Because you've done cinematic matches before. Freaking the House of Horrors match. Yes. Back three years ago. Anyway. 
I'm happy they're finally giving Bianca a chance. Mm-hmm. Mark my words, Bianca Belair will win the SmackDown Women's Champion some point in the first half of next year. Oh yeah, I, I, I it makes a lot of sense, and and I think she's somebody who who may need a title a little bit to help further a feud because there's really nobody that she's had a feud with this in the is, past. This is what we spoke about yesterday. Yeah. She, she doesn't have anybody who she's really feuded with in the past currently on the SmackDown roster. So yeah. if you look at the SmackDown women's roster, you have Bailey, mm-hmm. you have Natalia, Natalia, Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks, Carmella, um, 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 who else? Who else was on that team? I don't remember. Cause is Naomi on SmackDown as well? I believe Naomi is on. SmackDown. Okay, so you got Naomi. Okay, well, just list those five right there. Right? How many of them have she has Bianca Belair had a feud with in in any time in tenure here in? I don't think anybody. In, um. So. Let me see. The only person who I can recall who's currently on either Raw or SmackDown that Bianca had an extended feud with was um, Shayna Baszler. Uh, yeah. She's the only one. And Baszler got over on her um, at the end of that. Yeah, you have Banks, Belair, Bailey, Evans, um, Carmella, Natalia, the Riot Squad, Billy Kay, Tamina, and formerly Zelina Vega from the, from the draft back in October. Okay. Which didn't Lacey jump ship? Yeah, Lacey's on the other Lacey's side. Lacey's on Raw now. Yeah. So with with Peyton Rice. Yes. Oh, and Billy Kay's on SmackDown. Yeah. But well, Billy Kay, I, I, you know, I love what she's doing. Handing oh, out her great. resumes and stuff like it's that. It's great. It's great. Um but Bianca doesn't have that person to carry a feud. So no. I think what's gonna happen is is if you get the belt on her the belt is gonna help facilitate a feud. And maybe this right here is sprinkling a little bit of the seeds of an, of a revisiting to Bailey maybe in the future, and then you get the whole Bailey Banks thing again, where you know Banks come in comes in once again to help slash betray her best friend to then get her hands on the title again that she's gonna eventually lose stuff like that. Yeah, I just feel like I'd like to see her get her get into a feud with somebody that she's had a good feud with in the past, mm-hmm. and we're still we're still talking first half next year. There's going to be movement from NXT. There's oh, so many talented doubt. women in NXT. Rhea will find her way up probably after the Rumble. Probably. If not Mania. After War Games. Yeah. I mean, she's not going back after the title. She has mm-hmm. nothing else to really do in no. NXT. So War she... Games is her last NXT match, in my opinion. Okay. I I, I, I don't doubt it, so. Um, because there's nobody else she needs to feud with. No. She's feuded with Tony. She's feuded with Io. Yep. She's feuded with Raquel, um, Raquel and Dakota, Dakota Kai. Kai. She's feuded with Candice. Yep. And again, as we're saying, to carry a feud without a title for Rhea Ripley right now in NXT is not is not possible. No, because she's already because kinda... she's pretty much had everybody. Yeah, the only person she hasn't is Ember Moon, and they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. It's they're face the and face. Team. Yeah. So next was the Pat Patterson Memorial Tag Team Champion uh, Tag Team Match. Yeah, six man tag team match. I liked how the original Intercontinental Championship belt was out there for it. Yeah, and I liked how all six men all who six were members in the ring were formerly or current Intercontinental yeah. Champions. Yep. So on the face side, Biggie Langston. Yeah, um, I I like how he kind of dropped the whole New Day thing. It's yeah. he's not coming out to the New Day music. No, anymore. he's got his brand new music, he's and brand- he's bringing back the the powder clap. Yep, which I I saw that I was like, oh boy, yep. Biggie Langston's back. 
Um, so you had Biggie Langston, Rey Mysterio Jr. The only thing he didn't do, which I hope he did, was drop the straps because uh, he used to do that when yes. he did the big ending. Um, and then um, uh, who Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan on Again, the face side, Shinsuke Nakamura, Shinsuke, uh, Dolph Ziggler, and Sami Zayn. Yes, shit boy heel. Sami Zayn, back at it again. Yes. This heelish, this... Conniving. Conniving, yeah. But I... So we were talking about this before we started recording, where they like to do this when they have these fun matches, these memorial matches, where they have the faces go over, but then after the match, they start brawling again, and one guy gets hit with everybody's finish. Poor Dolph Ziggler. It had to be Dolph Ziggler, because... His selling is oh, incredible. It's incredible. When he, what did he eat from Goldberg? Daniel, Forget from da- what he ate with Daniel. Well, I'm saying what? What did he eat from Daniel Bryan tonight or last night? Wasn't it a knee yeah. or something? And, he and then he kind of just kind of stacked up a little bit. He pulled like the Sean, uh, the Triple H thing where he continued to swing and then fell. Yeah. Um, he fell right into the ropes for the six one nine. Yeah, it set up perfectly. Yep. yep. And, and I love that Graves was like, "Oh no, Ziggler." <laughs> um. I mean, it did end with a surprise roll-up, roll up, but, but that's a Pat but that's Patterson very stable. Pat Patterson thing. It's a, it's a Pat so Patterson we're okay stable. with it at this the, point. This one is just like, it, again, it's a memorial match. It's, it's Leacher gave it an A. So. Suppo- supposed to give everybody you know good feelings and stuff like that. Um, It kind of did further the Intercontinental Championship storyline a little bit. Yeah. Because I almost feel like, yes, Daniel Bryan got rolled the victory up in this. Yeah, he rolled up Zane. But I almost feel like this was a showcase for Langston. It is. It looked like he is the next one in line for this intercontinental. He will be the intercontinental champion. Okay, because it almost felt that way. Yeah, it it, it almost felt that way. I think obviously Daniel gets Daniel Bryan gets the win, and I think he should have the next match. And I think something should happen. Wait, he doesn't necessarily. I think Bryan gets the match at TLC, but I don't think he should win. No, he won't. Biggie will get a match at Rumble, and Biggie will win at Rumble. They'll continue to build that for about four to six weeks while they're building for the Rumble. And then that match will happen before, and Zayn will be in the Rumble. Biggie will, will not. Well, what if to throw a monkey wrench into what you were saying earlier about the Rumble? What if Biggie wins the Rumble and goes after Reigns as Intercontinental Champion? No, no, as just Biggie. Yeah, I could see it. He won't come out with the championship belt. I'm in, I, I know people have been saying that he he will, but right now they're putting him back into this intercontinental feud, into this intercontinental scene. It fits him right now. I think the intercontinental um, scene until so- they've completely changed his character out of New Day. I don't see him as a top contender. Okay, I until think- they strip the biggie, uh, until they strip the New Day out of him, he is intercontinental. Is in my opinion. Okay, because I think the I'd like to see him with a belt on. I almost think maybe I'm wrong, and maybe Brian's going to take the belt off of off of Zane because. And is that a Biggie heel turn to face Biggie versus Brian? I don't know. I don't think they're going to turn him heel unless he unless he teams back up with Ziggler. But Ziggler's got rude. You know what I'm saying? Like they worked so well together the last time they were together with AJ Lee. I know it was a long time ago, but Biggie yeah. Langston, Dolph Ziggler, AJ yep. Lee, it worked very well together. Like I almost feel like. You could almost put like Billy Kay in that like trifecta. 
Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, I I don't but think it would work it, as effectively no, as No, I wouldn't because AJ Lee. Lee was an actual nothing against Billy Kay, but AJ Lee was very dangerous in the ring. And yeah. she proved it when she was like CM Punk's partner and stuff like yeah. that too. Um when she called out the entire female roster with her mm-hmm. own pipe bomb. Um but I almost think I almost think like the Intercontinental like division, like that middling that middle range championship belt, I almost feel like you should have your Brian, your Nakamura, or your your Sami Zayn, and maybe but, one, maybe a returning Alistair Black. Like he's been MIA for a while. Alistair Black has been arguing back and forth with WWE management because he wants to go back to NXT because he doesn't feel he's being treated correctly on Raw and SmackDown. He wants to go back to NXT where he was an actual force to be reckoned with. Oh, so that's what's going on with him right now. I'm pretty certain that he. He has not been happy with how he's been being booked, where he's been this figure that's... Pirate. Yeah, essentially. Um, he wants to go back to NXT. And if he does, he'll get treated right there, in my opinion. Because as we're talking about, indie versus perform like production, he fits that darker and grittier mm-hmm. feel. Like a Champa, like a Gargano, like a Priest. Yeah. You have him going up with guys like Kevin Owens, who's like a performer. Yeah, you but have it AJ works. Styles, who's a performer. Mm-hmm. I kind of he feel he fits better in the gritty, kind of fightier. Yeah, but this fight Owens fight thing that they're bringing back with Kevin Owens, he fits in this. He fits in this whole versus the Tribal Chief versus Kevin Owens. This intercontinental. I can't I, see him being he, going he, against the Tribal Chief. He fits. He fits with the whole intercontinental picture scene right now. Because think of all the workers who are in the in the intercontinental scene. They're all stiff. It's very stiff work right now in the intercontinental scene. I yeah. Mean, you got Lars Sullivan who did make his return. We haven't seen him on TV for a little bit. I feel like the intercontinental scene's really going to like blow up these next couple of months because there's a lot of options when it comes to um when it comes to that division. There's a lot of options. And I and I don't think we we we're, we're seeing them all right now cuz a lot of people just aren't making TV. Yeah. That's the only problem is <laughs> So I've heard people say this, that three hours for Raw is too long. But two hours for SmackDown Two hours for enough. SmackDown is too short, short. So put three hours of SmackDown, two hours of Raw, and I'm happy. That's fine. There's so much on SmackDown you could do with more time. Yeah, but then what ends up happening is then you're going to run into the problem that you're running on Raw. Which is, then you have too much time, and you're coming up with these dumb things like the 24-7 championship skits, and you're filling yeah. time with Raw Underground... And it, it, it doesn't really... Which that's gone now. Yeah, it doesn't really work. I almost feel like two hours on either show works. You know what I mean? Two and, yeah. a, two and a half hours? Yeah, you know but... I mean? Or cut down on commercials. I don't know. They'll never do that. You need the, yeah, I know. You need the revenue. Yeah. Sit down interview time. Sit down interview, which... Was the low light of this episode. Yeah, I wasn't big into it. I... Yeah. Oh, my God. That snapping shit is... Oh, it irritates me. Yeah. Um... This this interview was only used to build towards the TLC announcement. I saw this was just two talking heads bickering, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's basically which how they're how they're moving this feud. This feud along, it's it. This isn't being pushed in the ring like say Owens versus Roman is. Mm -hmm. This is just two talking heads, and they're gonna get in the ring. They're going to have a decent match. Yeah, because they can put on good work. And Sasha's going to come out on top. That's that's how this is going to work out. Um, unless they're trying to really build this untouchable character and they give the belt to Carmella. 
Which, be weird. Yeah, it would because that would just continue to build, oh, Sasha can't hold the belt for long. Mm-hmm. And I think they're trying to use this new Sasha, but it's still the same old Sasha, but give her actual like championship wins. Mm-hmm. Like she actually can hold the belt yeah. for a, a, sub, a substantial amount of time. I don't know. It, it was definitely the low point. Um, it got its point across, but you know what? It, it is what it is. My boys returned. They returned in a different way. My boys returned. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Steve Cutler, Steve and Cutler and Wesley Blake. Wesley Blake are back. I am so happy. It sucks that they're not back with Jackson Riker, and we're not going to get into what he did on Twitter or on social media. It is what it is. There are different there are differing views when it comes to this world. There are differing views when it comes to this show, when it comes to certain political you know, political stuff. We don't get into that. What I am gonna get into though, are the Forgotten Sons are back. Yeah. Minus Jackson Riker. And in yeah. place of Jackson Riker, you have, you have King Corbin. Corbin. <laughs> like, this is awesome. Like yeah. this is great. I thought that this was a this was gonna be a heel turn in the other direction. And you're not getting a double turn. You're mm-hmm. getting the return of a true tag team who can now get into the tag team division. Mm-hmm. Like my mind is blown. Now, I'm so happy. Now just put King Corbin into the intercontinental scene. Exactly. And then you have all three guys carrying exactly. belts. Exactly. And then on top of that, now you've got more people in this match that can go into that intercontinental scene, whether it's a Buddy Murphy, what, well, Murphy, whether it's a Dominic Mysterio, you have Rey Mysterio right there. Can like, we just talk about what Dominic wore tonight? Wow. That pink turtleneck with the chain over it. Listen, listen. They try so hard. He tries Overly hard with fashion. Yeah, with the Louis Vuitton sometime, stuff. Sometimes it's, it just it's swinging a miss. Yeah, it's a little much. It's a little much. But man, it was so awesome. I loved first of all the outfits that Blake and um um oh my god, it's Wesley Blake and Jack not uh Steve Cutler. Steve Cutler, Blake and Cutler. The um the outfits they were wearing very like suit with the hoods and stuff covering themselves. They literally up. had a. I noticed it. They had a hoodie without the string. Yep. Hood up the entire time, except yes. when they were beating down. And when they the hoods came down, they, they put immediately right put them right back up. Yep. Now, the only thing that you notice that Blake... No, I'm sorry. Cutler. Was it Cutler or was it Blake? One of them just kept looking at the camera because like, he was afraid to miss his spot or whatever like that. Like, when they were just standing there all yeah. stoic, he kind of kept looking at the camera like, am I where I'm supposed to be? And so, I, that's okay. They haven't been on TV for a yeah. while. But they're back. Yeah. I'm, like, are. so stoked. It's like... I, I couldn't be happier. I couldn't have popped any. I'm looking at this guy walking down to the ring. I'm like, wait a minute. I gotta see this guy with a beard. Hold the. F- oh my god. And then yeah. I, like the, I like the little. The only st- thing is, I can't tell them. I can't tell who's who. And then the little story elements too, where they were talking about, oh well, Blake used to be a tag team partner with Murphy, and yeah, they're it. continuing to build it. That this is going to continue, where Murphy is going to have issues with Blake in this. Yes, because it's gonna it's gonna end up being Ray and Corbin are going to be the heads of this feud. If it's a if it's a triple threat feud like they're looking like to build, mm-hmm. it's going to be Ray and Baron are going to be the heads of this feud, and Murphy and Blake are going to face off, and it's going to be Dominic and Cutler. Okay, so I'm actually looking at it a different way. You think Murphy's the head of this feud? I think it's Murphy and Corbin are the head of this feud, and you're going to get the Mysterios as a tag team against the Forgotten Sons. That's a possibility. And I think the Forgotten Sons should come out on top. I think, I honestly think that that the heel stable should come out on top on this whole thing. Yeah. And what what I don't get 
is why Bleacher Report is going and giving this thing a C because one, you've got a huge return mm-hmm. for for two huge tag team players. You know what I mean? They were huge in yeah. the NXT division. They were starting to make noise in Raw. They were going to be the tag champs over the New Day. Yes, they were. If 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 Riker, Riker didn't do what he did, didn't open his mouth again. Whatever that again, was. Yeah. But it's just one of these things where you're looking at these guys and you're getting this huge return. You're getting Corbin, getting a huge, albeit a little bit of a distraction, but clean win with a very protected finisher. Mm-hmm. The end of days is very protected. We're talking about how the one-winged angel is the most protected finisher. End of days is pretty close. Yeah, I don't think anybody's no ever one kicks out, out of the end of days. I don't think anybody's kicked out of the end of days. They always kick out of the, uh, the deep, deep six, six, but never the end of days. I can remember when... when tangent when uh baron <laughs> corbin first came into nxt and he was having those quick matches where he was ending matches in like 14 seconds and the crowd was just counting down like how quickly he was ending mm-hmm. matches like i remember that yeah he was massive yes he in was nxt do you remember who he had a who he had a feud with in the music world while he was in nxt in the music world yeah no. actually had a ma- had a yeah had a road match against him but it was never televised because it was like one of those like um house show matches who Corey taylor okay that's incredible yeah him really and, him and Corey taylor had like a face-to-face and stuff like that and, that's awesome and it's crazy because you don't realize how short Corey taylor is until he's standing next to someone like baron corbin yeah and he's basically like trying to do an eye to eye but it's an eye to chest yeah it, it's incredible and i mean corbin's tall too. corbin's tall and he's a hell of an athlete Oh, Hell yeah. of an athlete. People forget Golden Gloves champion. Yeah, he did play football. For, yeah, people forget that that Baron Corbin is a very, very, very good wrestler. He's just been stuck with some shitty storylines before. because no, he's a shit heel, so he doesn't have to necessarily come out on top all the time. He just has to be a bad guy. Yeah. That's what he's done. He took the King gimmick. He was phenomenal in the King gimmick. And I kind of want to see him go back to his his like raw GM look with the yeah. suspenders. But these guys... With, with Blake and Cutler coming out with the with the suits and the hoods, I want to see him with suspenders and like a button down shirt and and wrestling in a vest again. I want to see that again because I think that's gonna work really Where is well. The, the Applebee's manager. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You need all your bedazzling. Yeah. Like, what was it? Uh, office space. Yeah. <laughs> Main event: Owens and Otis versus Reigns and Uso. I have never seen, and they mentioned this on commentary. I have never seen Roman Reigns so brutal. To somebody. To somebody. Comes close with his matches with Strowman, but damn. Yeah. He hit Otis with the stairs, not once, not twice, but five times. Yeah. And it looked like Otis didn't cover up on one of them. Yeah. It's crazy because the way that this whole match started is you kept looking at Jey Uso and he's like, okay, when's Roman Roman coming? When when When, is he coming down? And then he realizes... When's he getting a gorilla so this way that like his music hits and we can get this match? Oh, God, I'm doing this by myself. Yeah. And the match started with him and Otis. Otis was stiff. Yeah. That first first tie-up, he threw him across the ring. Yeah. Well, how about when he got him in the corner and he was just belting him with forearms Mm -hmm. and then he, he hit him with that left arm clothesline? Oh my God! Just to- looked like he tomahawked his head off. Mm-hmm. Then you know Roman's music hits. He gets on the apron, and he just t- takes out Otis. Just takes brutal. I was kind of hoping like Roman was gonna get, like get him through a table, but then I realized like how big Otis is, and yeah. I know I know Roman's strong, but I don't think he's strong enough to gorilla press 
Otis, Otis over his yeah. head and put him through a table. So the whole stair spot was unbelievable. We just mm-hmm. beating him down with those stairs. And the stairs. best part is neither of them were the legal man, so there was no DQ with that. Yeah. Even though there's been DQs for that stuff in the past. There's been DQs for less. <laughs> exactly. But then you get the element where... Oh, now it's Owens, Owens two-on-one. two-on-one. And it's that true face dynamic of that underdog face mm-hmm. because it's weird. So you go into this match and obviously... We keep looking at the, the whole family as like a, a heel thing. Jey Uso's not a heel. Yeah, so... He is a manipulated face who is trying to live up to this ultra heel. His, his and do, bigger cousin. And to do right by his cousin. So when he's in the ring by himself in a two-on-one, it's not two faces beating up a heel. No, it's, it's one face being beaten up by two fi- almost heels. Well, they were they were aggressive. They well, were working almost heels. They were working almost heels, but they weren't heels. No, I'm they're not f- saying they were heels. Yeah. I'm saying they were working aggressively. Yeah, because they're faces who think they're facing a heel, but in actuality, it's somebody who, who is, is only a heel because of the fact that he's trying to support his the ultra evil. Like, yeah. it, it's basically it's basically like Darth Vader and Darth Sidious. Mm-hmm. Like Vader's a bad guy. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. When when push came to shove to save his son in episode six, he uh-huh. threw Senator, he threw Darth Sidious over the railing and killed him. Yeah. Well, what we thought we killed him, but then you know he gets retconned in the new movies. Uh-huh. And, tangent, but <laughs> I really like that element. And then they reverse it. Mm-hmm. Now Jey Uso's truly working as a heel with Roman. Roman. Now that he has up Kevin now Owens. that he has this guy who's like okay he's here. My back is covered. Yes. Now I can start beating the hell out of these people instead of having to try and protect myself. And because he's over-aggressive, when Roman's like, tag me in. This is my ring. This is my show. I finished this show. I finished this. And he goes and picks up Owens to bring him to the corner, and it all shit hits the fan. Owens hits his stunner. One, two. Roman breaks up the pinfall and then puts him in that nasty guillotine. I love that. I'm so happy that he's using the fan. And on top of that... The referee has to call for the bell for the disqualification because he already warned Roman once about running into the ring. Mm-hmm. See, that's how you have to stay consistent when you're refereeing. Like when you're throwing out warnings and stuff like that, stay consistent to your rules because I loved it. I love that the referee gave him a warning for attacking Otis, even though he didn't disqualify for him mm-hmm. because he ran into the ring. And then he gave him another warning when he came to break out the pinfall. But then he's like, well, I got to throw this match out because you're choking out the main guy and you're not even supposed to be in the ring. Mm-hmm. Post-match beatdown. Holy shit. He, him and Jay beat the hell out of Kevin with the chair, and then he turned the chair on his cousin. Yeah. Is that him saying, I'm done with you, Jay? I don't need you anymore? Or is this just a statement towards Kevin Owens? No, this is a statement that Kevin Owens be like, look what you're making me do to my family. Mm-hmm. My family keeps letting me down. He was basically saying, I, don't, I didn't want to have to do that. Yeah. But to get it through your skull, you have my attention. Yeah. You've got my attention. This is happening at TLC. This is your fate at TLC. Yep. Are they having a TLC match or are they yeah. just no, having a, t- a chairs match? No, it's a TLC match. It's a full-on TLC match? Yeah. I don't know how much ladders are going to be incorporated unless it's Owens except, doing like a swan Except for maybe bomb. the... Well, in the TLC, isn't the belt yeah, the suspended? Yeah, the belt suspended. Yeah, so there's not going to be much ladder stuff except for climbing the ladders and like the ladder spots, pushing them off the ladder. And yeah. Stuff like that. Maybe the, a swan the, the cross beam with the ladder and whatever, putting it in the corner. But it's not going to be any major ladder No, spots. Owen's going to do a swanton, I think. He always does splashes and swantons off of ladders. Yeah, I could see something. 
But that basically wraps up SmackDown. SmackDown was really good. Yes, it was. We will be back on Tuesday with our Monday Night Raw and TakeOver War Games. War War Games. Games. So I saw on NXT's Instagram, they put a video up of all the superstars of NXT trying to pronounce War War Games Games. like Regal does. And at the end, Regal says, that was all pitiful. War Games. (laughs) And hits it just like Regal can. Yeah, exactly. He's the only one who can hit it that way. Um. I continued. I want to find that clip and just make it my ringtone. There you go. <laughs> war games. It's whenever someone texts me. There you just go. Just yells war games. Um, but anyway, we will be back on Tuesday for those recaps. But I think that basically wraps everything else up for the show. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, go ahead and hit us up at Dave the Doink or at DJ Ald or at our Double Doink Network page on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. As well as that, if you liked. Definitely like, share, subscribe. We are on all your favorite streaming platforms. But that wraps this up. This has been a Double Doink Network production. I have been Josh. I have been Dave. And we've got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.